Hi, everybody. My name is Rafa Lombardino, and this is Translation Confessional. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Subtitling work. Subtitling is something that I always wanted to do since I got started as a translator. But even though I've been translating since 1997, I only started subtitling around 2010 or so. That's because it takes a different set of skills to actually become a subtitler. Translating is one thing. Subtitling is something else entirely different. I started subtitling when some of my clients had short commercials or training videos they needed subtitled. So I had to learn the skills in order to provide this additional service. And like I said, it goes beyond translation because it's not only about conveying the message, which is something that we're used to doing, but also respecting all the limitations, all the technicalities that subtitling entails. If you've ever watched a show with subtitles, you know that there's a limited number of characters that can appear on the screen at a time. And that includes numbers, letters, and spaces. Besides that kind of character limitation, you also have to summarize what's being said. So people watching a show or a movie can understand everything without losing any part of the message. So you know you can't translate everything literally. And that's only mentioning how you must translate what's being said. How about creating subtitles from scratch? Some clients request that you take care of that task as well. So you have to learn how to time things correctly to when each sentence is being said by a character or someone being interviewed. You have to mark where the sentence starts and where it ends and add timestamps to the subtitle file itself so everything will be synchronized to the audio and video cues. So when I first started subtitling, I was using something very basic, which is called .sub. It is an online platform that my clients can upload videos to, or they can send me the video file and I'll upload it to my own account as a private video. Then I can create a transcript of the original, synchronizing the start and end times when the subtitles will appear on the screen, and later translate it into the target language. By the way, after all these years working as a subtitler, I just had this experience that was so frustrating, to say the least. A client had this whole set of training videos for their employees, talking about very important matters, like watching out for bias when hiring people and denouncing discrimination and harassment in the workplace. So it was a very good training program that was put together professionally in English, and they needed the subtitles in Portuguese. What happened was that they hired a translator to have their content translated instead of subtitled. Well, the translator was pretty good, but what they offered was a translation, not subtitles. What I mean is that the sentences were very long and separated arbitrarily, meaning it didn't follow the rhythm that you have to have in the target language 
to make sure you're not breaking sentences where they don't make sense. Because you're assuming people watching those videos can't understand the original, right? That's why they need subtitles. So if you break a sentence in a weird way that creates some suspense and you can only understand the rest of the sentence on, the next screen on, the next subtitle, it gets very confusing, right? Especially for training purposes, when you're trying to get your message across and you really want it to be effective. When you're subtitling, what you really want is to minimize any noise in the communication. That's exactly what you must avoid when putting together something professional like a training course. So the frustrating part was not that the translator was a translator and not a subtitler. The frustrating part was trying to explain it to the client who's not used to working with subtitles, that they couldn't just send me the link to their video for me to watch it on the server. What they had originally asked me was to create a Word document separately and say, hey, on one minute, two seconds, 0.350, you should go in there and correct this because there's a typo or the sentence was broken incorrectly. They wanted me to do a lot more work than needed to be done. So I asked them politely, can you send me the SRT files? An SRT file is one of the most common formats that you find in subtitling. A lot of platforms, a lot of different software use SRTs. I asked them for the actual subtitle file and they replied, we don't have it, just watch the video on the server. I was like, okay, if there are subtitles in English and in Portuguese already embedded into the video, there are subtitle files somewhere. If you have any other format, let me know. I can try to convert it. I can try to open in the subtitling software I use. And I'll make sure that I'll edit all those subtitles directly into the file. Can I just send it to you in Word? The project manager asked. Well, you can, but then you're just going to have to have someone else work on the SRTs again to correct the videos that are on the server according to the comments I send you. I try to explain one more time. After much struggle, they finally found the SRT files and sent them to me. I was able to open them and break the sentences in a way that we would assume the Brazilians, in this case, would be able to follow it so viewers could read the subtitles more easily. I edited everything and sent the subtitle files back to them. But they just couldn't understand my frustration in saying, okay, this was a good translation, but it was not suitable for subtitling purposes. The client got a little upset, saying, hey, this is just a training video. It's not something that's going to be on TV, you know? So who cares? We don't have to follow subtitling rules or whatever. All I could think was, they put all this thought into it, hired professional actors, created slideshows, and put together this nice training program, but they couldn't be bothered to put some thought into actually making the message accessible in Portuguese for their employees to have an effective training experience in Brazil just as much as people have here in the United States when they're watching the original training in English? Come on! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Before we continue, I wanted to tell you a bit about Video Converter Pro. It comes in handy when I receive video files from a client who needs subtitling services. Sometimes they may send me a video in an odd format, so I can convert it to MP4 and load it into my subtitle software to get things going. And because I'm always creating content for my YouTube channel, I can use it to edit video clips too. It's also a lifesaver when clients send me video files and ask for transcription into a Word document. I can extract the audio from the video, load it into my transcription software, and I can get to work. If you'd like to give Video Converter Pro a try, go to this webpage, bit.ly slash tc-vc. It's easy to remember. TC for Translation Confessional and VC for Video Converter. Once again, the webpage is bit.ly slash tc-vc. Hope you like it. Okay, I just had some chamomile tea. I'm a little bit calmer now, but it was really frustrating as a language professional who wants to make sure that communication is not broken. And when I had the client saying, yeah, whatever, just leave it like that. Nobody's going to watch it. Yes, people are going to watch it because that's an important topic for them to complete their training and do their work correctly. Well, Sometimes you just have to choose your own battles, you know, and do the best you can. Having said all that, a lot of my students actually ask me about subtitling because they think it's something glamorous or because they want to subtitle popular movies or TV shows. I get that. I always get very excited when new entertainment material comes along for me to subtitle. But it's not all about a roses. Actually, I'll talk more about it next week and mention some examples from my glamorous entertainment work. Now that I'm doing this kind of work on a regular basis, I can help others navigate through this different field that requires an additional set of skills. What I did was actually put together a couple of webinars through pros.com to help translators that are already experienced, already have everything a translator needs as far as translating correctly from their B language into their A language, but who wanted to apply their skills in a different setting, subtitling in this case. Those sessions are also a good introduction for beginners who want to start practicing and create a portfolio that they can show to their potential clients. So both sessions are very basic and introduce the main functions of both online platforms that I use sometimes, which are .sub, the one that I started using when I got my first translation project back in the day, and the other one is YouTube, which everyone is familiar with. So if you're interested in checking out these subtitling sessions that are recorded for pros, I'm adding the links to the episode description. Now, if you want to go a little deeper into subtitling and learn more about the technical aspects to offer complete services to your clients, check out my six-week online class with UCSD extension. The way you not only get to practice on both .sub and YouTube, but you also get feedback on your work, so you can adapt your translation skills into subtitling skills. Well, next week I'll share a kind of case study on subtitling while mentioning some experiences I've had working with movies and TV series, so stay tuned.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Send me an email at rlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on my anchor page. If I get enough feedback and voice messages, I can go back to the subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme. By the way, my anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.